0: What does it mean to be a servant? Well, stick around and find out. Next on Times of Refreshing. From the world's perspective, we are called to climb a ladder and be leaders, not servants. But from God's perspective, to be on top means you should be on the bottom. So what does servanthood actually look like? And why are you and I called to this? Well, that is the subject of our time today here on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. We're in Mark chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. It's here that we get a clear view of servanthood. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing.
1: I want to talk to you all about servanthood, about servanthood. You know, when we find our identity, ultimately we find our identity in Christ. When we are born again, we are caught up in His in his, in his nature, in his likeness. He begins to transform us. He begins to declare to us our identity. I think it's important that we understand this. You came from God through your parents. You didn't come just from your parents. God said this, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. And it has to be clear that, that my identity has to be found in him and wrapped up in him. When we get born again, we begin, this, we begin to value this connection that we have with God. God awakens us to the reality of his person and starts to reveal himself to us. The more I begin to understand him and I begin to find, my, find out who he is, God begins to help me to find out who I am in him. And it's important that we see this, that It's not just the color of your skin that defines you. It's not just your social economic background that defines you. It's not just your relationships that define you. God, He defines you. And don't limit yourself just to who you are in the natural or just the natural side of who you are. Don't limit yourself. You're much more than that. Our lives are found in God. And they're hidden with Christ in God. And our identity is found in God. But there's also an aspect of service that helps us to find identity. Jesus Christ made himself of no reputation, took upon himself the form of a bondservant. Servanthood was a part of his identity. It was a part of who he was manifesting himself to be in the earth. And he did this to model that for us. That if we want to be more like God, we, want to, we have to learn the value of servanthood. Jesus Christ, and you're going to see this, did not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life a ransom for many. And so, it, that's also a part of who we are. And it's a part of when you look at Apostle Paul's teachings. When you look at his writings. When you look at Peter's writing. They finally got to the place when you study the Gospels and you study the epistles, that servanthood was a major theme. Everybody was locked into this because it's about who God is. God is continually serving His creation. If the God was not good, and God was not faithful, and if God was not a servant to humanity, all of us would disintegrate right now. He's the one that gives us the breath in our lungs he's the one that provides the sun and the moon and the stars he's the one that keeps the the earth rotating on its axis he's the one who causes the winds to blow it's it's God who's created the animals and the trees and all the things that we need to survive in the earth it's God it's not just happenstance it's not just nature taking its course. It's not a big bang theory. Can I have an amen? It is God, the ultimate architect, the ultimate creator, the one who is, who is created and, 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 I want to use this word, with intricate detail, has designed every aspect of who you are as a human being. If your heart doesn't work right, if your arms don't work right. If if all of the sinews and all of the the way that we are it's amazing that we're even walking. The way your eyeballs work, the way your hands were created. All God created all of this and designed this and orchestrated this and is serving us continually so that we don't just fall apart. It's God. He's the ultimate servant. He's the one who gives of himself continually to humanity. He gives himself to humanity even when humanity doesn't appreciate it. When humanity turns around and accuses God. And blasphemes God. God is still good and he continues to allow man to exist. It's the God that we serve. He's the ultimate servant. And for us, it's the lifestyle that we have to embrace. If we're going to walk with God, we have to walk His servants. If we're going to love God, we have to love Him with, with a servant's heart. If we're going to see ourselves achieve great things in the earth to advance the cause of Christ, we have to consider the fact that God is looking for everyone to be a servant. To serve when you don't feel like it. To feel, serve when your feet hurt. To serve when people don't like you. Can I have an amen, y'all? Amen. To serve. To serve. And to serve and to continue to serve. You know, a lot, a lot of people are making a big deal. I just kind of chuckle about it. A lot of t- people are making a big deal. You know, I'm not into just make, bringing, making something aware. And I want you guys to hear my heart. I'm not just, we got to bring awareness to this. We got to bring awareness to this. We got to bring awareness. No. You know how. I don't want to just bring awareness. I want to change it. How do you change it? By getting in the community and serving. Getting in the community and reaching somebody. Getting in in the community and touching somebody with the gospel getting in the community and looking somebody in the, in, your, in the eye and telling them that you love them and that you're going to help them lift up and you can get out of this situation, you can change your life, that God can change your heart. That's how you, that's how you make a change. I just laugh. That's not going to do nothing. What's going to do something is you, if all of us get off of our high horses— and get down on the ground and start putting our hands in the situation and reaching people. That's how you affect change. Can I have an amen? That's how you change hearts. That's how you get somebody to change. It's, it's why that. You know, everybody's talking about, you know, this, this cultural thing and Kaepernick taking a knee and this person doing this. Person. And I just, I just, I say, listen, at the end of the day, one person can change people's hearts and that's God. Number two, if you really want to have an impact, go give your life to somebody. Go lay down your life to go help somebody. Don't just send money. Send you. Can I have an amen, y'all? Send you and come down on the ground. And say, I'm going to get in the community and I'm going to serve with all of my passion and my heart to touch somebody that their life could be changed. And that they could make a difference and have difference in their life. Too much rhetoric, man. Too much talking. Too much talking. Jesus got down here and he begins to give them true insight. He says in verse 35, Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, what do you want me to do for you? They said to him, grant us that we may sit on your right hand and the other on your left in your glory. And I think this is the posture that we have to get rid of in our own, in our own hearts. Oftentimes, we think that greatness is being high But Jesus is getting ready to show them that true greatness is found in being low. And it's a a heart condition. When we have lowliness of mind, when we have lowliness of thought, when we're in a position, we understand the value of humility and the power and strength that's tied to humility. That's when God alone will take us and exalt us. These two individuals are sitting here, and, they're, and they've been watching the Pharisees. They've been watching the Sadducees. They've been watching, you know, the kings. And they've been watching everyone that is up high get served. And Jesus is getting ready to show them that that's not greatness. It's not greatness. It's when we can come down and begin to lay our lives down, And he's going to say this, the way that he was willing to lay his life down, that's when God will highly exalt us. That's the heart condition. And this is what he's addressing here. That's the heart condition that God is really looking for in our lives. My significance is found in Christ. My identity is found in Christ. God alone defines who I am. And then, as an outworking of That position, God begins to put me on display in various ways. And sometimes it's not going to be on the high mountaintop. Sometimes it's going to be on the the, the lowest valley. But regardless of how people perceive me, it doesn't matter because I know who I am. And this is what made Jesus powerful. One of the things. Jesus already knew he was the greatest he didn't need humanity to define his greatness to him. So him taking upon himself the form of a bondservant, it meant not, it, it didn't bother him. It didn't bother him if he, if he washed the disciples' feet. It didn't bother him that that people lied on him and talked bad about him and ripped out his beard. It didn't, didn't, because that wasn't what defined him. He already knew who he was. And for all of us in this room, stop thinking that servants, servanthood means that you're lower than. Servanthood, when you know who you really are, actually means that you're greater than. And this is what he says. People are so in the image. I don't want to appear weak. I don't want to appear. But the church has been designed and formed by God to be a service in the world and a service to the community. That's what he died to do. He died to make us all servants. Apostle Paul, when he writes his epistles, he says, Paul, bondservant of Jesus Christ. He continually says it. We know he's an apostle. We know he's a powerful teacher. We know he wrote 13, some say 14 books in this holy canon. But he would define himself as a bondservant of Jesus Christ, as a servant. Because he found greatness in that he knew who he was. He knew that it wasn't wasn't in the title that made him great. That Jesus Christ made him great. And for all of us, we have to see this as such a value and understand that this is what's going to cause us to have an impact when we start getting into our sphere of influence and learning how to serve. Serving in our local churches. Serving in our communities. When our heart is just bent on being a servant, I just want to serve, man. I'm just going to serve people. I want to serve my way into greatness. And I want... The greatness to be more evident in heaven than it is on the earth. So many people want to blow up, they want to appear great. And it's going to be a sad testimony when people stand before God and on the earth they had a claim, but in heaven they were empty. Because they didn't want to serve. They wanted to be served. And so these disciples, Jesus Christ, is dealing with James and John. Because they're asking for the wrong thing. He says in verse 37, They said to him, Grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? And be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. Then he said to them, then they said to him, we are able. So Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink the cup that I drink. And with the, and with the baptism I am baptized with, he says, you will be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those For whom it is prepared for the Father to give. But I think this is the perspective. People see God take a person and exalt them. And use them. As servants. And God promotes them and blesses them. But they don't understand the price that has been associated with that. Can I have an amen, y'all? They don't understand the toil and sometimes the outright pain. And the ridicule and the shame that's associated with and the hard road that's necessary to get to that point where God can trust you. Where God can, he feels confident that if I take this person and prop them up they will never lose their servant's heart. Some people are asking God for a promotion they don't even know they're not ready yet. If God were to promote you he would lose you because your heart is so bent on promotion. But when our heart is bent on servanthood, then God can take a Joseph and put him in the king's corner. Because he knows his heart is prepared for that. He can take a David from being just a shepherd's boy and take him off out, out, of, the, out of the field and make him the king over the land. But he said he had a heart after God. He was a man after God's own heart. He never went after false gods. There's a position of servanthood that we have to embrace and thank God for it. And thank God that he's not giving us what we want prematurely. Or something that he has already purposed for our lives prematurely. He's more concerned about us than our promotion. The big thing is, is do we maintain a servant's heart? Or do we allow success to feed us? You don't know who I am. Don't touch me. I'm anointed. I just came from preaching. Don't you see the glory? Don't get close. You know, we have this mindset when God barely uses us. Barely. Then the next thing you know, we go get business cards chief prophet in the house. (laughs) And we go off and we, we, and then we, now we got to start a mega ministry with two people on our mailing list. (laughs) And we, we, we start getting, we start getting a big head. We start thinking that this thing is about going up. If you lift yourself up, you got to keep yourself up. But if you get low and God lifts you up, now it's his obligation and responsibility to keep you up. You just live your life. He's, he's helping them to see here in these, in these verses that there's greatness in, in serving. And, and that there's pain associated with getting to a place where God wants you. And that's why it, it's not something that we should be praying for. Is something that we should be yielding into. And step by step, as God builds us, he takes us higher. And that's his prerogative. But the the heart of the matter always remains, I'm just a servant. I'm just a servant. God wants to open that door, praise God. If he wants to use me over there, praise God. If he wants to use you over there, praise God. If he doesn't want to, sometimes God doesn't want to use you. He wants to use somebody else. Can you look at that somebody else and say, "Well, praise God, God's using you." Amen. Praise God, I'm going to rejoice in the fact that God is using you. You know, last time He used me, but this time He wants to use you, and I'm not jealous, Amen. and I'm okay with that. I don't always have to be the one. You, you let God use you. Just think if we if we had that mindset within the church. Just think if we could take that mindset in the church and then begin to. Promote it and push it in the community. And not just, I'm not, I don't, I I don't, I'm tired of bringing awareness about stuff. I want to see some change, but it's going to start with us getting out in and with a servant's heart, go reach one, go reach two, go reach three, go reach four, and begin to have an impact with people one by one. Then people's lives begin to change and we get rid of this attitude that, that says, I got to get up there. And Jesus says, that's not what I'm looking for. And this is what he tells them. He says in verse 39, then he said to them, we are, they said we are able. So Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink the cup. That I drink and will be baptized, and with the baptism I am baptized with you will be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those whom it is prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be greatly displeased with James and John. But Jesus called them to himself and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles, lord it over them. And their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet shall it not be so among you. Whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first, he says, shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to what? To and to give his life a ransom for many. The the ah the most important thing that you could give a person is yourself. And what I mean by that, I mean your time. I mean your treasure. I mean your ta- talents. I mean your temple. I mean everything that pertains to you. This is, this is what God is looking for us to give. That we begin to give of ourselves. And it is the pattern for greatness in the kingdom. A lot of people want to be first. They don't understand. In order to become first, you have to become last. In order to go up, you've got to go down. In order for God to promote you, we all have to have a servant's heart. And Jesus modeled this for us. And he's breaking the chains of this, I believe, off the church. And I'm not just talking about the well. I'm talking about there's some things that money's not going to do it. Our knowledge alone is not going to do it. It's when we begin to lay down our lives to help other per- people. When you don't feel like it, when you don't feel good, when. You don't feel, and, and, and just like Jesus said, you're going to take the baptism. You're going to, you're going to, these guys are going to, and they did, they experienced the baptism that Jesus Christ was baptist, baptized with. But what he's talking about, he's not talking about water baptism. He's talking about the baptism into suffering. Yeah. That when you, when you experience the pain of it all, which leads to exaltation. That's what God is looking for from us. That, man, I don't feel like getting up and going over there. I'm tired of all y'all. But you get up and you do it. Why? Because I'm a servant, man. And God called me to do this. Lord, I don't want to minister to my boss. I want you to fire him. (laughs) Now, in the name of Jesus. And you're telling me to go and be nice and, and... and, and pray for them and minister to them and to serve them see look I lost some of y'all at the church <laughs> y'all like oh Lord Jesus <laughs> I know he's not preaching to me right now but, but when you have a heart to serve and you realize that you're not just serving your boss you're serving God who gave you the job can I can I have an image who gave you the job and is watching you to see if you're going to serve as unto the Lord.
0: Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email. Thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925 292-7800. Two nine two seventy eight hundred. That's 925 292 As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding.